Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, March 6th, and we are joined with a, by a very special guest, uh, FSU football's head coach, Mike Norvell. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing well. Uh, first day of spring practice under our belt, and uh, things went well, and just excited about uh, the rest of spring that's ahead. Yeah, no doubt. It, there, it's a busy time for you. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on, on campus. Um, talk to us about the uh, – we'll, we'll jump right into it. Well, now we like to ask the important questions first. We were just talking with you a little bit off air about um, about Guthrie's. I was very encouraged to hear that you're not a you're not a coleslaw guy. You're a double fry guy. If, if you're if you're going through, correct? Absolutely. There's uh, not, not even a second thought about it. <laughs> I will, and, and then we'll ask you this, and we'll kind of like I said, get into the important stuff. But when you're, I know you're busy. I know you've got a million things going on. But like, what is your like go to? comfort food like you've had an awful day or a great day you're celebrating either way like what is your go-to just like i need this meal or ice cream or chicken or whatever yeah i don't really i don't have a go-to meal i <laughs> really don't <laughs> uh i mean I, I pretty much can i can i can ride with whatever shows up i mean most of the time I'll, i'm working through uh most of my meals anyway so it's uh, whatever's easy and convenient yeah you talked about uh, the work and being busy, a lot of, lots of, a lot of visitors on campus, the beginning of spring practice. Um, can you talk to us quickly just about the, you know, again, as fans and things, people can sometimes overreact to just one day, but can you talk to us about your very early impressions of, of spring um, as we kind of get started here? Yeah. You know, for me, you know, yes, we've had one practice, but more than any of that, it, you know, you take the, you take the whole winter uh, program and just off season up to this point, uh, you know, really excited about what I've seen with our guys and, you know, to have so many returners that are coming back that have, have been able to get experience and, you know, the, uh, the, the way that they've matured and developed and just the overall understanding within the program, it's something that, you know, it's really created a great buzz, uh, you know, around, uh, uh, around our team. And then, you know, starting in January, we had 23 newcomers that uh, joined the program, 13 high school early enrollees, and then, uh, you know, uh, 10 transfers. And uh, I think we've really done a great job of uh, you know, building the competition. Uh, we brought some great young men, athletes, you know, guys that, uh, you know, you know are, are passionate about, uh, you know, building these relationships and trying to make an impact. And to see them, uh, you know, go through the tour duty workouts, you know, you know, Coach Storms and his staff did a remarkable job in the weight room and, you know, just continuing to change our guy's body and the, and the overall, you know, composition of the, of, uh, of, the, you know, of their bodies with the muscle tone and strength. The numbers that we're seeing are, are remarkable. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about how it played out for the first day of spring ball and, uh, you know, just continuing to, um, you know, to build that mental toughness throughout our tour of duty and, and uh, you know, the way these guys are coming together. And really you're seeing a lot more uh, of the players coaching players and understanding that expectation of what we need to do and what we need to be every day. And coach, obviously, it, you know, it, every position's open to, you know, for competition right now, but it, for the first time in, in a while, Florida state brings back what seems to be a QB one in Jordan Travis. Um, can you just talk about his, his maturation in your system and, uh, you know, AJ Duffy coming in as a early enrollee, a big deal. Um, you know, Jordan Travis kind of taking him under his wing because we, we've kind of seen that, you know, via social media and, and whatnot throughout the, these past few weeks here. 
Well, you know, really excited about Jordan and the growth that he's shown. I mean, he's he's developed in so many ways as a uh, as a player, but uh, you're also just continuing to grow in his confidence as, as, a, as a leader and somebody that uh, um, you know this team can count on. And, you know, as you look back through these last two years, I mean, there's been some challenging moments uh, for him, you know, physically just, uh, you know, having to to, to overcome and uh, you respond to a, to a lot of different, uh, you, know, you know, situations that have arose. And, um, you know, he, he's a guy that he's going to put you in a, in a great position to achieve success. And, you know, as you see that, uh, that confidence emerging on the field, you know, just as a passer and, and really operator of this offense, I'm excited about where, where he's headed and uh, the, the steps that we've seen. I thought it looked great yesterday. Uh, you're going back and watching the film of practice and, you know, what I, what I saw in person uh, was really exciting. And, and you talk about that quarterback position as, as a whole. I mean, uh, yes, you know, you mentioned AJ Duffy and I, I thought Tate Rodemaker had a really good first day as well. I mean, you know, came out of the gate, um, you know, had a, a a great first drive. I mean, a couple of big pass plays down the field. Uh, you know, Tate is, uh, you know, really coming along and just, you know, his confidence as well going into his, you know, his third year in the system. And you see, you see the steps that he's taken. And then, you know, AJ Duffy was a, it was a young man we're extremely excited about and, uh, you know, known AJ for a long time. And, uh, you know, he's a son of a coach that, uh, you know, that has really you know, helped him develop uh, you know, throughout his high school career. And, uh, you know, he hit the ground running and, I mean, had a great first day. You looked very poised, confident. I mean, his first uh, first ever throw in a in a uh, college you know seven on seven uh, portion of practice, and I mean, he has a, a thirty yard strike down the field, and uh, you know, is one one of the more veteran throws that you could uh, you could imagine. And you know, he just has that that air confidence about himself, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that he's going to grow and improve on. You know, uh, just as he goes through the process. But I mean, I like uh, I mean, I like the the way he he. Uh, he you know, bring himself to work every day and composes himself. Um, you know, he's, he's, he is what we thought we were getting and uh, we had high expectations and we'll continue to have high expectations as he uh, goes through this journey. Yeah. And, and coach, you know, Bill Conley at ESPN, it, he has you guys at returning the 11th most production of anyone in college football this year, but with a lot of transfers, especially the wide receiver room, um, really excited about, you know, Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson and, and some of those guys and, just how important is this spring getting those guys in right now to, you know, mesh with Jordan and kind of get that camaraderie and get ready for the season here? No, I mean, it's great. And, you know, doing you know, when you look at it as you talk about the receiver room, which, you know, when it comes to rhythm and timing and all the things we ask our receivers to do, I mean, this is a uh, it, it's a work in progress. And, you know, those guys all you know showed up well yesterday, you know, uh, uh, Winston Wright, you know, uh, uh, Deuce Span, you know, two other guys that were um, there were the part of those transfers that came in and uh, um, you know, Winston was a little bit limited yesterday and uh, you know, but they, they've all shown great things and uh, you're know, excited about uh, you know, what they bring to the table. And um, you know, it was a, uh, it was definitely encouraging for them to have the eight weeks leading up to, to have a little bit of that foundation that was, uh, that's built um, you know, for, for them to get into spring practice. So I think that's going to be, it's going to do wonders for us. And, you know, with all those newcomers that are here, we probably have 90 to 95% of our football team uh, that's going through, this uh, this spring, which is going to really help accelerate uh, you know that that transition and, and that added competition. Richie mentioned the uh, returning guys. I want to take it back just a little bit. Um, 
did you know that Jermaine Johnson was as fast as he ran yesterday at the combine? <laughs> and, and how impressed are you with those guys uh, that are that are getting ready for the next step, Jermaine? Yeah, and Jay I, I get to I get to watch him uh, every day at practice. So I uh, that's there is nothing <laughs> nothing that he's going to do uh, you know, physically that will will ever shock me. I mean, I think he's a uh, he's an uh, elite talent. Um, great young man. I mean, just the way that he's represented this program and, and the, the year that he was here, I mean, it's, um, we're, we're very proud of Jermaine and then Jay Sean did a remarkable job, uh, as well. And, you know, we're just, uh, we're excited for those guys. We're excited for the guys that, you know, um, like Kier Thomas, Devontae Love Taylor, they're going to get an opportunity, uh, you'll hear it at pro day, um, you know, later this spring. And, um, you know, it's a, it, it's a really good group. And you know, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have many guys that were, uh, you know, upperclassmen and, uh, you know, the work that they put in and still put putting themselves in a position to have great uh, careers here at the next level. You know, we're fully supportive of that. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's setting up well for, for this next group and you know, to see how, how guys are developed and showcased, um, you know, for, for what their futures can be. Um, we know that it's a, it's a big visit weekend, a lot of kids on campus, a lot of kids um, that right now uh, are, kind of getting their first impression, uh, you know, at Florida State. We've talked with a lot of them, and a consistent theme seems to be when they tell us that Florida State is set apart or Florida State is their leader right now or Florida State is is doing things that other schools aren't doing. And then when we dig there, they always talk about the relationships, and they always talk about how they feel like the staff, whether it be you or their position coach, all the way down to the support staff, every member in between – they can tell that they not only care about the the, the current kids on the roster, uh, but the recruits that are coming in, and they they feel like they're part of that family. Can you just speak to that? The relationships, the you know how important, obviously how important that is, and just kind of what goes into making them feel that because they feel it as soon as they step onto campus is is kind of the feedback that we get from them. Well, we try to be genuine, and that's uh, the number one thing. I mean, we're. You know, in, and to today, today's age, there's so much exposure and, um, you know, the recruiting process is a, is a unique one. And a lot of schools have different ways of, uh, of presenting themselves. And you know, we try, to, we try to, to build on the relationships by taking the time to get to know these young men and to, to be genuine and, and true and who we are and what we're about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm searching for the best fit for Florida State. And each of these young men are looking for the best fit for themselves individually and, um, you know, there's there's times that, you know, as we are uh, very transparent and what it's going to be when they get here, you know, I, I want them to know that it's not just what it, their, their uh, development on the field. It's it's all other aspects of how they're going to be taken care of and, uh, you know, how they're going to be challenged and, and being able to to present that, uh, you know, throughout uh, that um, that experience. And I think it's. Uh, it does set us apart. And, you know, there's a lot of great coaches that can give a, a recruiting speech. I mean, I'm, you know, we're, we're looking to truly uh, uh, paint the vision and, and uh, you, you showcase the opportunities ahead for these, uh, for these young men and their families. Uh, what that, what that you know, experience as a Florida state symbol is going to be, be all about. And it's not just uh, the three or four years that they're going to be here, but how it's going to help impact the rest of their lives. And, you know, we take the time to, to invest in, in them, relationship and and getting to know them and that's uh i think that's a key factor so uh i'm glad that uh, that's a, that that is the message that's being portrayed and it's what we what we strive to do uh you know on a daily basis yeah coach and we've kind of seen that on display this weekend as tj mentioned obviously we can't talk about specific recruits but a big recruiting weekend in tallahassee 
but pretty cool to see guys like Marvin Wilson, Asante Samuel, uh, all back in town just to, you know, so show support for Florida State. Um, thinking about a guy like Marvin, you know, it, I, I always remember him on National Signing Day back when Jimbo was the coach saying that honey fried chicken was the big deal that, that, that made him want to sign with Florida State. Um, so, so how is, are we still rolling out with honey fried chicken to the recruits coach? Because I, I think that's that's one of your one of our uh, key secrets right there to, to land in these top talent. Yeah, you know, I guess there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different reasons why why kids will, will, uh, will choose places, and uh, you know, on the official visits, you know, the honey honey fried uh, chicken definitely has a has a has an appearance. So uh, we uh, we we like to play to our strengths, and you know, that's that's a, a great thing that you know throughout the years has been a, a staple of Florida State. But uh, you know, more than anything else, we want it to be about the uh, the opportunity, and and for these guys when they come here, they know that they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna grow. Uh, they're going to have an opportunity to be showcased. And, uh, you know, we talk about Florida State football being a place where stars can come to shine. And, you know, we want them to shine bright in everything that they do on the field, off the field, and, you know, in the classroom and in the community. And uh, yeah, that's the the steps that we're seeing. And, you know, you take a guy like Jermaine, who, um, you know, he played, you know, multiple years in other programs. And, uh, you know, you see that, uh, you, know, you know, some of the production that he had and, you know, an opportunity to come here and, you know, even in one year period of time is, you know, elevated himself to what, you know, you know, what I expect to be a first round draft pick and uh, he was an all American and, you know, just was, you know, also finished as a Florida state graduate. And that's something that I'm so proud of and the impact that he made and you know, all these guys, um, you know, we want, we want that ultimate success, you know, in every aspect. And uh, that's what we're, that's what we're pushing for and finding the right fits for Florida state and providing the right fit for these kids. You talk about the right fit for Florida state. When we were up in Charlotte, we, we talked briefly about, um, some of the stuff that Dylan Gibbons had done to, to give back. And then, you know, he's take that, um, he's taken that to a, a whole nother level with what he's been able to do. But we've seen that with, with more kids, whether it be Jordan or different ones participating with the boys and girls club, the Christmas give back giveaway. Um, you know, can you, can you speak a little bit about, um, you know, the guys that are, you know, using their platform, to, to really give back and how much of that culture side of things, you know, really matters here as well. Yeah. You know, we talk about those, those core values of our program and it's service, sacrifice, and respect. And those are things that, uh, um, that we want to, to be able to live out on a daily basis. So we talk about, you know, our service and, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, being able to give of yourself to help better somebody, somebody else on their journey. And uh, yeah, that's our, our guys that really take that to, to heart. Um, you know, we talk about as a, as a football team, you know, we have an objective to try to have over 1500 hours of community service each year where, you know, you take players, coaches, everybody involved. If we can all give 10 hours of ourselves as, as a minimum, uh, then we can, we can you know, help make an impact. And, uh, you know, we have guys that are totally, uh, you know, bought into that. And, you know, you look at a guy like uh, Cam McDonald, who was, uh, you know, on the – the good hands uh, all state team where, you know, it is, I mean, that's it, what a special recognition for him and, uh, you know, the impact that he's able to make and, uh, you know, the, the exposure nationally, you know, Dylan Gibbons and his foundation. And, you know, we've got a lot of guys that are, are being able to, uh, to go out and, you know, make an impact, whether it's, you know, things that are seen you know, and recognized nationally or there are things that, you know, maybe going to a high school and reading to element or, or, or I'm sorry, going to elementary school and reading to, you know, elementary age kids that, you know, 
um, you know, maybe in, in challenging situations and just trying to, to be a positive influence. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, as a program, we want to be known for. Yeah. And coach, obviously, you know, uh, someone my age grew up in the nineties, right? Florida state was the program and it was all about Bobby Bowden and, and TJ and I made sure to get up for the Notre Dame game this year. Um, just talk about coach Bowden and, and what he means to this program and to someone like you who didn't really have ties to the program, you know, before becoming our head coach, but understanding the impact of what he did, not just on the football field, but for all these young men's lives, because that coach Bowden is a hero of mine and always will be. Yeah. And I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a man of impact and uh, you know, you go through, you go through his career, um, you know, the, the foundation of this program was, it was built on work and it was built on relationships and, uh, you know, the investment in, and the, the young men that he coached, the coaches that he, that he worked with. I mean, that was, it was something that was a, a staple of this program and the relationships of, of trying to make that impact and, you know, being there and, and, and uh, helping impact on that journey is, is something that was that made them special. And it, you know, not only when the program achieved success, it was able to sustain success because of those values and, uh, and that focus, uh, you know, to, you know, I tell people you know, all the time, one of the greatest experiences in my life was, you know, whenever a private month into to having the job here, coach Bowden came up to the office and, um, you know, he was, uh, it was something that, you know, I will always remember, you know, because even though he wasn't moving real well, he had just, I think it just had, to, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, hip surgery, but, uh, you know, was just, uh, you know, you could see in his heart and just, uh, you know, being able to sit down with him for 15, 20 minutes, you know, talking about the impact and the opportunity and, you know, staying true to the, to those, uh, those things of, uh, of making a difference that, you know, help draw me here to Florida State. Um, you know, because I, I, I was a young boy. I was I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and you know, the very first piece of college memorabilia I ever owned was a 1993 national championship license plate. And it was the only thing that was hanging on my wall. Um, but it was because of the way that this team played. It was because of the of the passion and the you know just the I mean, the standard of, of Florida state. And so even though I wasn't ever directly tied to this program, it was, it was one that I, you know, I, that I had the ultimate respect for because of the leadership and uh, you've been able to meet coach Bowden. And, you know, that, that morning, I'll never forget, you know, we got done probably talking 15, 20 minutes and we went down the hall and, you know, I, I, I walked him into our coaches, our coaches uh, room and, you know, I will, I'll never forget the, uh, the look of the face of, of Ron Dugans and Odell Hagans when they saw their coach walk in and uh, the look on their face told me everything I ever needed to know about uh, coach Bobby Bowden and uh, the, the man that he was, the, the impact that he, that he has had and uh, had on so many. I mean, it was, it was really special. And so, I mean, that, that is a, a lasting impression and, um, you know, I'm just honored for the time that I got to be around him and to, you know, also understand the responsibility of uh, the job that I have to represent him and, and sh show respect to all the work that was done before I got here. Yeah, and and we'll let you go here in a second. I'll give it to TJ next, but just want to talk about, you know, you, despite being a pretty young coach for the most part, you, you have quite a, a legacy of your coaching tree, so to speak. Uh, you know, most recently, Kenny, Kenny Dillingham going to Oregon, but you know what all of these coaches they talk about you know the impact you made on their lives what have they made on yours because that that's pretty cool when you see a guy like kenny you know leave memphis go to auburn come to florida state go to oregon and and, and kind of building his own legacy um uh, pretty cool stuff to see because you have quite an extensive tree right now 
Yeah, you know, I've been fortunate. I've worked a lot of uh, a lot of great coaches, you know, throughout the years. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, just like we talk about the, the mission for these uh, young men that I get to coach. I mean, I have the same same mission for these coach, the coaches that I work with. I want to help uh, develop them and provide opportunities for them to achieve, uh, you know, the, the things in their in their career where they can uh, you know, continue to grow. And if they aspire to be head coaches, what can I do to, to help them on that path? If, you know, this last year, you know, we had Chris Marv, who was a position coach that's now, you know, a, a coordinator here within the conference and, uh, you know, helping him take that step. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of those stories throughout my, uh, um, you know, throughout my head coaching career, and uh, you know, was able to work with a lot of great, great assistants. Um, you know, you as uh, you know, as I was an assistant as well. So um, it's just you know, being able to, to pour into to coaches, to be able to pour into players, and we're all on a journey, and we were fortunate to have, to have these opportunities. And um, you know, a guy like Dan Lanning, who uh, you know, I was able to hire when you know, one of my first hires there at Memphis, and uh, you know, for him to go and you know, leave Memphis to go to Georgia. And now he's head coach at Oregon. I mean, those are, those yeah. are, those are life, life uh, long relationships. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all of them and uh, you're excited to see guys continue to progress, but, you know, just like this year, you know, when, when Kenny took the opportunity to go back, uh, you know, uh, you know, to the West coast and, to, you know, you now have, uh, you know, the promotion of Alex Atkins, who I think is one of the, one of the finest you know, coaches in the country, uh, you know, that was able to be promoted as our offensive coordinator and excited about what he's going to do. And then you also being able to promote, uh, you know, Tony Tokars, you know, a guy that's worked with me for you know, roughly the last six years. And, you know, I think can be one of the bright stars of, uh, of the future in the coaching profession. And, you know, uh, you know, with Chris Marv leaving, getting Randy Shannon, you know, he was on staff in an off the field role and now is, uh, uh, you know, our linebackers coach and Cody, you see, and you keeping that continuity and being able to see, you know, guys that are, they're promoted within the program. It's that growth and development that, uh, that we aspire for and you know, excited about what the future holds. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about Michael Alford, who, who we've chatted with several times on here when he was with the boosters now, obviously named the, the next AD we've uh, we've really liked hanging out with him and chatting with him a ton, but can you talk to us a little bit about how excited you are for him to kind of take over at the helm of, of athletics um, yeah. and where you, you know, see things going? Yeah, I mean, he, he's got a great vision. I mean, as a tremendous leader, you know, I was I was fortunate to be able to be a part of uh, when he was hired with the boosters to be a part of that uh, um that process. And, uh, you know, I knew from the first time that I ever got to, to, to meet him and, uh, you know, to hear his, his, uh, you know, passion for making an impact. And that, uh, that showed up in the 18 months where he was a CEO of the boosters. And, uh, when the opportunity pre- uh, presented itself, uh, to be RAD, I mean, I think it was a home run hire. And, uh, you know, he is a, the ultimate worker. Uh, you know, he wants to, to, you know, build relationships, make a, make an impact, but then to do it to the, to the seminal standard. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, for all those that have come before and, you know, when, uh, you know, AD Coburn who helped get me, uh, to, um, you know, to Florida state, I mean, the, the impact that he made during that time of transition. And then, you know, to, uh, the way that he worked with Michael, I think that also, uh, you know, allowed this to be a very seamless transition and, and, uh, you know, Michael's done a great job of coming in and uh, being able to implement his plan. And uh, that's going to be something that continues to help get uh, you know, Florida State to, to where you know, we need to be as an athletic department. Um, but uh, you'll fully uh, you'll appreciate you know, his leadership. And now, um, you know, with uh, President McCullough and, uh, you know, the, the you know, an incredible board of trustees that we have, um, you know, it's um, you know, we've got some great people here and the alignment is critical. And uh, yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, Coach, uh, I think TJ hinted at it. I, I think Michael Efforts probably has, has the record for most appearances on this podcast. Um, 
but just talk about the booster support in general, because a lot of people don't realize how much it does mean and helps these student athletes, not just with football, but across the board, but just the, the booster support in general. And I'm excited. I, I heard uh, from a little birdie, you're going to be here probably in May. I'm in Orlando. So pretty excited about that event. Um, but just, just booster support in general and the booster tour, because I, I see you're making the rounds and uh, I'm definitely excited for you to get down here to Orlando. No, absolutely. And it's, uh, I mean, it's critical. I mean, our, the booster support that we have, I mean, we're, we're grateful for, I mean, it's, uh, uh, I know we've seen a great jump in the number of boosters that we have and the impact that they're making. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, um, and this is a, it's a special place and, uh, you know, being able to, to invest in this program invest in the, uh, uh, the student athlete experience and the things that we need to, to maintain, uh, that, com- that, uh, that competitiveness with what we, what we are, are, are facing in college football. I mean, it is a new, a new day and a new age. And, um, you know, we have to be very proactive and, and pushing forward and, you know, that support from the, from the boosters is critical, but, uh, you know, we also understand, uh, the, the importance of, of how we represent, you know, that commitment and how we represent that investment. And it's, uh, you know, absolutely something that needs to be done on the field and in how we play and the, and the way that we, uh, go about things, but also making sure that we're making that impact off the field as well. And, uh, you know, we've got an incredible fan base and, you know, grateful for all of, all of their support and uh, the investment in what we're doing. Coach, I'll ask you this, and then we'll let you go again. We appreciate your time uh, a ton. Um, got off to kind of a – I'll pull any punches, but got off to kind of a rough start. But then through the second half of the year, um, the team seemed to find a, a different level, a different gear, and, and really turned things around um, to maybe not the year we would have wanted, but certainly better than, than we started and then there seems to be some some positive momentum, not only with recruiting, but also some excitement around the spring, what we've seen in, in offseason workouts and different things like that. What is your, you know, what is kind of your, if you had a, a sum it up message for the FSU fan base and the direction that we're heading right now, like how, how do you kind of see things? Where do you kind of see the ship pointed? And can you kind of speak to that just a bit? And then we'll we'll get you out of here and let you go. You know, I'm excited about the future and, uh, you know, the, the journey that we've been on, um, you know, it's, there's been adversity, there's been challenges, but, uh, you know, like I tell our team all the time, it's, it's, it's how you respond to that. And, uh, you know, thing that you look back to this last year, I think we had uh, nine games that came down to one score, you know, the, uh, the, the first four, um, you know, we had three of them that ended, you know, in, in a one possession game and, uh, you know, two of them on the last play. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, sometimes having to go through some of those challenges, you have to, you have to go through them to prove you can get through them. And uh, for us to overcome uh, that and to respond the way that we did, you know, our guys never gave up. They never, uh, you know, lost, uh, lost hope or focus of what we were looking to do. And it allowed us to respond. And, you know, it wasn't a fairy tale uh, ending. You know, we, we still had our, our challenges, you know, we had, you know, games where we had, you know, you know, multiple people out for for a right for, for sickness or things you know that you know, sometimes were outside of our control and um, you know we have to continue to grow we have to continue to, to develop in our consistency but we've learned some great lessons along the journey and uh, you know I do feel like we're getting close I feel like the uh, the, the development in our roster the addition and guys that we've been able to bring in um, you know, we're getting the right the right guys and we're we have uh you know the 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 right staff and the and the people that are in place here to help them develop on on uh on their journey and uh, we're so excited about uh uh you know where this is going and uh you know, we're working hard every day to continue to be the best version of us and you know our kids you know they buy into that and uh, they're excited about the future as well and uh, you know we're looking forward to this process
Awesome. Coach, well, we can't wait to get up to Tallahassee in the middle of April and um, see the spring game, see what the progress that we made throughout the spring. And um, again, we, we, we couldn't be more excited for that or the season. I'm, I'm ready to get up for yeah. the Duquesne game and then we're all going to New Orleans because that would be a ton of fun. Yeah. But coach, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. I know you're busy, so we'll let you get back to uh, everything, all the craziness that's going on, <laughs> on campus. But again, thank you a ton for, for hanging out with us today. I well, appreciate you guys having me on and go Knowles. Go Knowles. Thanks, Coach. Go Knowles. Coach Mike Norvell, Florida State football head coach. Richie, um, that's pretty nuts, right? I didn't I didn't know like two or three years ago when we started this that we'd be interviewing the uh the head coach at, at Florida State. But uh I mean he's awesome, huh? I enjoyed the interview, enjoyed Derek for helping set that up. Shout out, shout out Meat for pulling a couple of strings and helping out there <laughs> as well. But uh Good stuff from Coach Norvell. I enjoy hearing him talk. I enjoy hearing kind of his yeah, vision I, and, I, and what's going on. I felt kind of bad because obviously we know there's a lot of elite talent right now in Tallahassee that we pulled him away from for the for the last 30 minutes or so. He picked the time. Uh, I gave but, him all week. <laughs> he picked the time. Yeah, we I yeah, said we, any we, time, we, and he said noon it Sunday. And I said, all right. We we, we purposely <laughs> kept this quiet because we, this has been in the works for about two weeks now. And again, shout out Harlan, our producer uh and meet for helping set this thing up but that was awesome did not expect to be interviewing the head coach of florida state's football program you know when we started this thing a few years ago yeah no it's it's really cool and you know certainly haven't arrived or certainly aren't there yet because just want to keep kind of getting better and 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 honing our craft but moments like this kind of make, do make you like step back and say like all right well we're, yeah. <laughs> we're doing something that's that's okay over here so good stuff with coach norvell though he's he's awesome i loved hearing him talk about bobby i loved hearing him yeah. um talk about you know the i feel like the football you ask about football answers and, and he does a press conference every single day right like in talks yeah, with all of the sure. media and, and talks i don't know to me the football stuff is it, it is important it is what we want but yeah. he's not allowed to come on here and talk about recruits he's not allowed to come on here and talk about really specific things so like i love hearing that i love hearing his you know his passion for coach bowden and i love hearing the little stories about odell and and ron's eyes just lighten up when when coach bowden walked in the room yeah. and like to me those are the those are the bigger picture things. Those are, you know, do I want us to win 12 games this year? Absolutely. Like I want to go 12 and 0. <laughs> um, I want to win the spring game. <laughs> you can't even, but at the end of the day, I think it's the, you know, it's the service, it's the giving back, it's the vision, it's the mentality, it's the mindset that he has for for this program and, and just getting to know him a little bit better. Also, more importantly than all of that, hearing that he's not a coleslaw guy, hearing that he is a, <laughs> exactly. a double fry all the way guy. That is uh that is certainly a move the needle for me. So uh, any other thoughts on, on his interview and then we can move on. No, nah, just uh, again, really excited for spring football. Um, you know, we talked about it last week. I'm excited for that, that backup position. Like, like I'm excited to see AJ Duffy and uh, you know, coach, he kind of lit up a little bit when I mentioned him. So I, I, I do think that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, just really excited for spring ball. And you know, you're going up for the spring game, TJ. I, I can't wait to see, what this looks like because it's it is an exciting run up to the season with Duquesne and then yeah. obviously a, a lot of us are going to be out in New Orleans uh, come September. Yeah, no, it's going to be a ton of fun. I, I can't wait. Hopefully, we can get him back on and do some follow ups and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I think there's there's more excitement around this season. We talked about on the spaces the other day, Josh and I, and we'll kind of transition back into the the rest of the show. Not trying to keep you guys too long. Appreciate you guys hanging out with uh, us while we interviewed Coach, but. Um, you know, I, I think that there's so much excitement around this year because there's so much more certainty. You mentioned it with with Coach Norvell bringing back the 11th most 
returning production. Well, that, that hasn't been the case, right? Like you had the COVID year, yeah. you had a transit, you know, a COVID year plus a transition class. And, and then you had even more people leave um, the next year. And, and, and so, you know, just to kind of know who I feel like we, you know, we have question marks around, Oh, can this guy stay healthy? Or will this new unit look, you know, how will it look? Because, you know, we've got new guys at one position or, you know, we've got this in another position, but for the most part, we know what the roster is. And and we've not been able to say that since 2018, you know, Willie's last year. I don't think we've really known that for, for quite a while. And so I think that's where the excitement comes from. That's why it's so encouraging right now, because man, we just feel like we're, we were, he mentioned it nine games by one score last year. And if you yeah. can just tilt the needle, a couple of those games your way, it's, you know, it's exciting. And so, yeah, I'm getting all tongue tied and, Exactly. How much better we all feel. Yeah. Imagine how much better we all feel if we win that game against Clemson in Florida, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And there were all your rivals, and you were right there. So we're not that far off. Uh, Clemson worries me a bit this year, but that's for another podcast. Yeah, we we'll, we'll bring the uh bring the move back down by talking about that. But uh no, awesome stuff with coach. Hey, we did I did a really really fun interview on Monday. Just quick plug for this. I did a really fun interview with a couple of the girls on the softball team, uh, Michaela Enfield and uh, Josie Muffley. Ton of fun. You can go check our feeds for that. Um it's everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever anywhere you listen to podcast or watch podcast youtube twitter facebook it's all there um we'll talk a little about spring football but um i want to give a shout out i want to give one more plug to garnet and gold um did you see i do i have the picture i don't have the picture of it and i don't know that i can find it fast enough to throw it up here maybe i should have told harlan about this because he could have had it ready to go but did you see the picture of bryant yesterday They've got like the best kid stuff. I do just want to say that. Yes, I did see it. I like that polo. Yeah. That he, Dude, he looks like a little coach. Um, yeah. I am. Listen, I'm not going to be able to talk about my kid and not upload this. So like, we're just going to do it while we're talking, <laughs> get this up here and talk. They've got the best kid stuff. Um, I'm working on getting. Yeah, there he is. Very good. Thank you, Harlan, for uh, putting that together. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love their I love their their kid stuff check that out kind of every no matter what age your kids are you can pick stuff up richie's getting like dog stuff for his kid so that's exciting (laughs) i'm somewhat of an alcoholic and do a bourbon podcast so i have a little fsu mug they've got the vintage stuff but shout out garnet and gold family owned and operated they've employed thousands of fsu students and they're not owned uh by gators fanatics is owned by gators so let's pass on the fanatic stuff go to garden gold i'm working on getting a discount code for us but you can just use spaces 20 right now and get 20 percent off we also have a giveaway going with them which is the most exciting part of all of this go to our instagram you can all you have to do is like like the post and follow them and then tag a friend and you can be entered to win a 25 dollars garnet and gold gift card you can use that online you don't even have to live in tallahassee Go go enter to win on our Instagram or on Garden Gold's Instagram. You can see both of them there. We'll pick a winner. We'll announce it next Sunday on the show. <sighs> Richie, you love Garden Gold. You go you go every game day, right? Like especially going back up in town. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last week. Yeah, again, my my wife's the uh, the one that says we have to go every time we, we're in town because she she's I feel like it's pretty normal for a woman. You know, she wants a new shirt for every single game she goes to. So I'm sure we'll. We'll probably hop online and find her a new shirt for the uh, game up in New Orleans where she was born, actually. Yeah. So we're really excited for that. 
Oh, yeah. So shout out Garden and Gold. Appreciate what they do. Obviously, Double Fries, No Slaw, brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can hit both their locations like Coach Norvell and get your gut box. Double Fries, No Slaw. 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Tell them we sent you. They like here. I get a text from there every time, one of you guys. So I get a lot of texts. But um, every time you guys go through there, he said, oh, another one came in and told us that you sent him in. And I'm like, ah, we didn't introduce them to Guthrie's. But now they just hear the podcast and, and tell you that they heard the shout out. So shout out to Guthrie. Shout out to Garnet and Gold helping keep the lights on here at uh, Double Fries No Slaw. If you have a business or a uh, service or product that you'd like us to shout out, slide in the DMs. We're happy to. Knowles support Knowles. So we're happy to support anybody that we can, anything that kind of needs some extra love or attention. Um, we'd be happy to kind of help out there. Okay. Talking about spring. We can talk about this now that coach is off here, but we had a commitment this weekend. I know, again, we're not so deep into the recruiting game, but because we have Dane doing all this recruiting for us, I'm learning more. I'm, we're doing more. Four-star Keith KJ Sampson. A lot of people thought that'd be an FSU Clemson battle. Obviously, nothing's done until Penn hits paper in either December or early February. But verbally, Keith verbally committed to Florida State yesterday, a four-star defensive lineman. Certainly not upset about trench recruiting anytime, right, Richie? No, huge pickup. Like you mentioned, um, he's from North Carolina, so Clemson really thought they had him. Um, big pickup, and shout out Odell, second. right? Yeah, shout out Odell. Because, you know, he, he he gets a lot of hate for for whatever reason. You know, he, I know he's been here forever. Uh, I go back to Marvin Austin when he picked North Carolina over Florida State back when I was in high school, um, and people were on Odell, and and then he gets Jernigan, right? He gets Mario Williams, all these guys. Uh, big pickup for Florida State. I'm excited, man. It's I did not expect it. Um, I know you and Josh are, are kind of. Uh, more dialed in with the recruiting now and you specifically because of the spaces, but huge pickup, man. I, that's great for Mike Norvell in Florida state. Yeah, no really good pickup there. And it was somewhat of a surprise that, that wasn't, yeah. one that was like super well-known or, or super uh, alluded to, um, you know, certainly people knew, but that was a big one for Florida state. Another one that, that is, maybe coming i don't know if the uh the eyes are quite hitting the timeline just yet um or anything's been alluded to but dane just put out an article that uh four-star defensive lineman shout out odell again uh four-star 2023 prospect wilkie denod um had planned to commit after taking some official visits but he really liked how this weekend went and that plans may have changed. In fact, Donald was quoted saying, I like how this went. I like how this went this weekend. I think something might happen soon when Dane asked that if he thought about he may uh, if he thought about committing or not this weekend. So could pick up two four-star blue chip prospects on the defensive line. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, Odell, other coaches on the staff wide receiver you know all over Odell would do this would be a pretty big couple of pickups if if we land both these guys <laughs> they both end up signing so check out double fries no slaw.com dane also has some more um interviews that he's dropping throughout the day he's on he's out there at the more um but could pick up another one knock on wood but could pick up another commitment here today so that'd be exciting 
Yeah, man, it's oh. keep, keep them coming because it's shout out Dane and all those recruiting guys who that's a grind, man. Just, yeah, just waiting Dane. out there all weekend. Yeah, but yeah. I shout out so known here. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. He's a two star, right? <laughs> Did, uh, Brendan's a four, a high four star in my book. Brendan, you're my boy. <laughs> so, but according to the timeline, people aren't big fans of Brendan for whatever reason. Dane's a Dane's a high I Dane's like a low four to me. Dane's just young. The yeah, problem he, is Dane's he, like he's only got freshman tape out, you know. Yeah, yeah he's got freshman say, tape out. You can't really judge him yet. Yeah. For five star in my heart, though, Dane. Um, <laughs> beginning of spring, we talked about it a little bit with Coach Norvell. Do you have any big takeaways? Um, I know it's really early, but do you have any thoughts? Just I have one. I have one thought on spring, and it's not like something sarcastic, like oh, I can't make any inference. Like I have one thought, but I want to see. Maybe we'll hit on the same one, or do you not have anything? It's not a problem if you don't. But. No, I'm just excited. Like I said, I think the biggest thing for me, we talked about it last week a little bit, is the receiver room. You know, Johnny Wilson, Winston Wright, Deuce Fan, uh, Micah Pittman, four transfers. Um, and then what does that mean for guys like Ontario Wilson and Malik McLean, who I really like and think he could be a, a special oh. player for us. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I, the revamped linebacker room, obviously Deloach took a huge step forward towards the end of last season that, um, you know, you get the UCF transfer, but Thune, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, obviously, like we said, it's, it's not going to be a 12 win team, but th- there's a lot of, uh, things to be excited about looking into it. You know, AJ Duffy, again, uh, I want to see how he progresses throughout the spring, but what was your big takeaway? Uh, I hate to take this away, but I was talking with James Coleman yesterday. We were chatting about something that had happened and he just ended up giving me a call. We started, we then got on to practice. Obviously James Coleman played at FSU in the early two thousands. So we we're chatting yesterday and my biggest takeaway is just that I feel like our offensive line finally looks like an offensive line. These guys, they didn't wild like, of like, yes. yes, they, they look like <laughs> offensive linemen as opposed to just tight ends. And that's not disparaging any other years or anything, but yeah. like, we just look like we have men and, and and that's exactly what he said. Caden Lyles looks like, you know, uh, uh, Dylan Gibbons, right especially with the beard and everything else like that. But yeah, give me all of the Wisconsin offensive linemen. Give me anyone that's played in cold weather. Um, but yeah, I think that's my biggest takeaway is, and I talked about this. I think I talked about this on the spaces. I talked about this last week, the position group that I'm have the least concern about on the offensive side of the ball is the offensive line, which is crazy considering yeah. Everything since 2014. So that's my biggest takeaway is literally just the pictures of Caden Lyles and the rest of the offensive line as yeah. they walk into, the, <laughs> into practice. Like that's and that's the only takeaway I have because it's so early. Like there's nothing else. Like well, how can you yeah. really have a takeaway? But we look like we have an actual offensive line now, and that's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I saw the picture. I think Sinone tweeted of, of Lyles walking into uh, the Dunlap practice facility, and my goodness, that, I'm like, that's what an offensive lineman should look like. Uh, but I agree. If they stay healthy, you think you have maybe seven offensive linemen you feel pretty good about this year, which in previous years, it's not even been your starting five you felt good about. So it's definitely something to be excited about. Hopefully they stay healthy um, and, and we can see what they can do because, it, you know, the backfield, we'll see what happens again. It's, you know, one day of practice in and we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, tough to take away a ton. But yeah, that's my big one for sure. But as we <laughs> kind of get started, we're talking about the visits. Stay tuned to doublefriesnoslaw.com as Dane will continue to update that. Um, 
And then let's go around the horn. I think that's it for football coverage for just a minute. Obviously, we took up a lot of time with the Coach Norvell interview. Um, but uh, do we have a do we do we have a basketball minute here today, Richie? Has it has it been a little bit? What do we, what do we got going on here? Yes, no, I maybe. Mean, we haven't had one in a while, but fired up. Let's go. Fresh off of Matthew Cleveland's shot heard round Virginia, the Knolls are back in action at the TLCCC, hosting the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. It was the freshman phenom who got things started early for the good guys as John Butler hit not one, not two, but three triples before the first media timeout, getting things rolling for the Knolls. While Butler was busy smacking the Irish with a shillelagh stick, the tribe was giving their best effort in those beautiful N7 turquoise jerseys taking the league's third-place team down to the wire. The Irish's Blake Wesley, Agent Zero, would be a thorn in the side of the Knolls all night long, dropping 21-6, but the resolve of the Tribe would be too much. With a two-point lead late, it was none other than Jordan Travis's doppelganger, Anthony Polite, pulling up from deep, extending the Turquoise's Tribe's lead to 72-67. A three-point play on the other end would make it look closer than it was, but in the end, the average would come up just a wee bit short as the Knolls roll 74-70. Kind of not really the faux Notre Dame. From there, it was on to senior night at the Tuck as Ham and Co. played host to the Wolfpack of NC State. It was a welcome return for Caleb General Mills, who had dropped 19 points in his return on the Hordewood after a five-game absence from start to finish. This was all good guys with five different Knolls scoring in double digits in a contest where the outcome was never in doubt. Sorry, Hunter, but Knowles win 89-76 and are set to take on the Orange of Syracuse Wednesday at noon in New York. I'm excited for the ACC tournament. I'm excited that we finished the year 3-0. I put out a yeah. meme yesterday that just kind of said, like, F, you know, you know the guy that the girl's like, oh, I bet he's thinking about other women. And, you know, he's like, oh, I <laughs> wonder what would have happened hilarious. if FSU yeah. basketball would have stayed healthy. Because um, I do think it would have been a lot different story. But uh, shout out the team for really staying galvanized, really staying hungry, finding a way to – I mean, they should have – I mean, NC State, they, sh they definitely should have won that game. But yeah. uh, they, they were supposed to lose to, to Notre Dame. That was not supposed to be a game they go on the road and win. They were supposed to lose to Virginia as well. Um, shout out the team for staying together, even after getting kind of drubbed a few times before that. Um, you know, Boston College was not a good one. North Carolina was not a good one. Um, being by Duke really bad. But a good job by the team to get galvanized, stay together, Got a couple of guys back from injury, which helped, but then he had some guys not playing. So um, I, I really want to beat Syracuse and have a shot at Duke. On uh, on, I, I don't want to look past Cues. I don't know how much it really matters unless we truly do just run the table. I don't even know if the NIT is happening this year or not. I, I really yeah. don't feel like I've gotten any clarity on that. But um, yeah, I mean, give me a shot against Duke. You know, they're 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 great, and we can talk about Coach K here in a minute, but. Uh, Shout out, hats off to the basketball team for for the way they finished the year because they certainly could have just thrown in the towel and said screw it, <laughs> and they didn't. Well, yeah, e easily, all right. And it was, you know, the resolve of the team, right? It was just so impressive. You know, you mentioned the the, the previous few games. Go back to Notre Dame, which was a game they had no business winning, right? Notre Dame, like I just said, they finished third in the ACC this year. That they're a pretty good 
And mm-hmm. Florida State has struggled defending the three, and Notre Dame's really good at that. And Florida State outshot Notre Dame from deep, which if you wanted to win, that's what kind of what you had to had do. To do. Yeah. Uh, and they did it. And then, you know, obviously NC State, like we said, not a great team. I think they're well under 500 in ACC play, but still a good win on senior night to or senior day to get that win for these guys. Uh, we'll see who comes back and who doesn't next year. I, I wonder about a guy like Malik Osborne. Is he coming back? Cause he has an option. Um, I think next year could be a pretty good year. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like you said, Syracuse, it'll, that'll be a fun game. I, I think the teams are pretty evenly matched and then you get a chance to knock off Duke. And unfortunately for Florida state, just knocking off Duke will not get them in the dance. They have to win the whole thing. But if you knock off Duke, you know, who knows what happens, but they're probably uh, out for blood after last night with uh, what what Caroline and Hubert Davis did to them. Yeah, I really. Okay. So let's talk about, okay. That's all I've got on FSU. Let's move. I know this is not a Duke podcast, but I feel like anytime there's something major in sports, you've, you've got to talk about it. Um, I, I wanted Duke to win last night for several reasons. One was so that we didn't have to play them coming off of a loss. <laughs> like right. I would have, you know, because I do think that they are going to be a, an inspired team now. Um, I don't think they're going to drop to us or Syracuse. Um, you know, whoever wins that game, obviously I, I, I like Florida state in that game just because we're not, we, we do have some guys coming back. So anyway, thoughts on, uh, but, but I did want, Duke to win last night. Also, like I like cool moments. Like you know, you look at you look at Kobe's last game. Obviously, I was there. I'm a Kobe fan, but I wanted Kobe to win. I feel like most people, unless you were a fan of the Utah Giants or just a complete Kobe hater, like you wanted Kobe to win his last game. It's kind of a cool yeah. moment. Like you, you know, how much different. And obviously, in the way that he won, it was pretty remarkable. <laughs> but how much different would that like Mamba out have been if they'd have lost by twenty, right, or or whatever? And I think it'd have been a little neater if Duke would have won last night to hear his, his take and, and what he would have said there. But I also think that it gave us a, a really cool perspective of his take after the loss. And, and before they had the the celebration or the ceremony for coach K, he said, you know, this was unacceptable. We will be better. Season's not over. I, I liked all that. I mean, I obviously would have yeah. just rather than one because it'd have been cooler, but I like that he wasn't just like, okay, well, let's just celebrate me after the team had a pretty bad loss. So uh, thoughts on Coach K, thoughts on the, the the game last night in general, just whatever, you know, and then we'll yeah, move on from Duke. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like a little indifferent on Coach K because, I, you know, he, he's famous for going into opposing teams' locker rooms to like shake people's hands after they lose games. And I, I don't know, he just seems like he thinks he's better than a lot of people to me. Uh, to be fair, congratulations! Yeah, well, that's fair too. Like, I mean, uh, come on, a West Point grad who's uh, coached a team to six national titles—that's uh, th- th- fair. But like, I know I remember when Mike Snare hit the game winner, and Coach K is like, "Oh, hey, he came in while he's in the ice tub." So I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm indifferent on Coach K. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that North Carolina won. I actually grew up a somewhat of a UNC basketball fan. Vince Carter was like, uh, that was my dream. Like Jerry Stackhouse, Vince Carter, those are my guys. Uh, I was a huge UNC fan, obviously no longer, but you know, coach K what he's done for the game and, and he is a class act. Like let, let's not pretend like he's not, uh, obviously I, he has his quirks that I, I take issue with, but he is a class act. Um, and 
it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, in the season. You were mentioning that, TJ. Could you imagine if Florida State lost to West Virginia in Bobby's last game? Uh, like, that would have been devastating yeah. in a meaningless game. I thought they were going but, to. They were down two scores early. I thought yeah. for sure that was going to happen. But it, it was a meaningless game in the grand scheme of things. But it, awesome to, to see Coach Bowden get that win. So, we'll see. You know, Coach K, his, his career is not over. He's got potentially three games this week and then six more after that. So, we'll see. Yeah. I, I do think it would be cool if he won a national title in his last year. Um, my uncle Dick was a, a Duke grad. He went to the air force, went to Duke afterwards. So I have a soft spot in my heart for Duke, which most Florida state fans do not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, um, I I've watched Duke, um, UNC for years. And I think yeah. that my rooting interest has gone as flip-flopped more than a politician. Um, you know, but I, I think that, um, my, Rooting interest in that game very much just ends up coming down to like which team will how will it help Florida State if so yeah and then what will who will it hurt more like if Duke's the higher rated team then <laughs> go Carolina if Carolina's the higher rated team that so like or if there were just players that I love like I did love JJ Reddick like I loved Reddick yeah. I loved Hansborough or North Carolina like those guys were just fun to watch so like I probably cheered a little bit more or less for them when those guys were in college and playing i hated grayson allen so I always cheered for north carolina when he was there so some of that happened night out of nowhere <laughs> i was hoping that he wouldn't even be there and be shown but i like uh, but i do like coach k i've always liked coach yeah. k i've i have some buddies in, in that coach high school basketball that have been to his camps and just talk about how amazing they are and how cool those are and uh i will not pull out like most of our fan base uh, blue to wear for you know all six of their tournament games, but I I think it'd be a cool moment if he went out with a ring. Like I you know I don't yeah. really have a rooting interest because again I don't really expect us to to be there. Obviously Florida State gets there. I mean that's who I'm gonna ride with. But I I, I am I, I think it'd be a cool moment. And and Duke winning does nothing to like it doesn't hurt me. Like, it, to me it's not like Florida winning a title or Miami winning a title or something like that. Nah, yeah. So if Duke wins, I think that'd be a cool moment for coach K. I'm not going to be actively rooting for them. Maybe if they make the championship, like I'll be like, "All right, well you're so close now, like let's not drop it." And I don't care about anybody else. Like all the other highly rated teams, like I don't care about Auburn or Purdue or Gonzaga, yeah, any yeah, any of these other teams. So might as well just be coach K. It'd be a cool ending moment. I'll probably get lit up and trolled for saying that I might cheer for Duke, but yeah, just it'd be a cool moment yeah, until yeah. you realize that uh, John Shire, the new head coach, signed the first, second, and third ranked players in the entire. Oh, uh, that's the other year. thing. They're going to be amazing <laughs> either way. So, like, you know, they signed the like top three players. Like that's ridiculous. Winning. Yeah, yeah. No, they're gonna that that machine is gonna keep going. But uh, I like Shire while he was there too. He played with Ray. Yeah, I liked I liked a lot of those guys. I like Greg Paulus when he was there. He was a ton of fun yeah. to watch. Like, I so mostly I, I just actually, like players. I, I played in the AAU tournament uh, that Shira was in. I didn't get to play against his team, but I remember watching him play because we were in nobody's school. And uh, there was Coach K, there was Roy Williams, like a bunch of people there just sitting courtside watching Shire. So pretty yeah. cool to see that come full circle. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's go around the horn, and then we will get out of here. Baseball, softball, both start out 2-0 and this weekend. Uh, baseball with a walk-off against Cal on Friday night in a – Game that Florida State trailed for a lot of for most of the game. Alex Terrell hit a two run, no doubter, to tie the game in the eighth and then walked it off. Um, 
later on. Who hit that? Lacey hit that? No, Tibbs hit that. Um, Florida State wins four to three. Um, in on the Friday night game, ended up winning seven to four yesterday, if I remember correctly. They start here in about three minutes. Uh, we taped this at noon, so that game's actually already going on if you're watching it. Uh, softball started out two and zero in ACC play. They're nineteen and zero on the year. Um, Florida State down right now to Pitt by one. A lot of game left, though. I think it's like the third inning. So got a lot of game left to get that run back and then try and get to 20-0 and 3-0 in the ACC. Tennis is competing today. Both teams against Wake Forest. The men picked up a big win against, I think it was NC State the other day. So um, I could be wrong on that, but I think the men beat NC State. So if I'm wrong on that, Please don't crucify me. Let's let's back it up. I got to know uh, who it was. Yeah, beat number 20, NC State. Um, so an upset win there for the Knowles. Uh, women's hoops beat BC, but then lost to the team that will probably win the women's uh, ACC tournament, NC State. Um, by beating BC, might have clinched away into the, uh, into the bracket, into March Madness for the women. Their selection show is later tonight. Swimming is at the NCAA Championships. Beach Volleyball competed in the TCU Challenge this weekend. So a ton going on. You can check out DoubleFriesNoSlaw.com. Mike Ferguson keeps you guys updated with the daily information on what's going on with FSU Athletics. If there's anything I missed around the horn, he will have it covered there. Again, DoubleFriesNoSlaw.com for your FSU kind of recap-ish info for all the athletic teams and for recruiting. Thanks to Dane. So shout-out Dane. Shout-out Mike. Um I might have more shout outs here in a minute, Richie. Shout out Garden Gold, shout out Guthrie's. But do you have any shout outs before we go? Yeah, shout out my, uh, my big sister Crystal. It's her birthday today. So Happy I know she, she's up there in uh, Charlotte with her uh, newborn, her second child. And my mom's been up there for like two or three months now. I don't know if she's coming back. We'll see. But shout out Crystal. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Crystal. Yeah, happy birthday, um, Shaq. Yeah. So. Oh, basically the same. My granddad's birthday was yesterday. So I got to call him today. And- catch up um so shout out all the birthday folks um no i think that's all i got shout, shout out, out john puck i i don't know i i went out to oh, yeah, uh, watch him at the at you, look like Hills, a, you look you look you looked uh how do i call it like a groupie Oh, I yeah, I was, I, I was several Bloody Marys deep. Actually, met his, you, you were so actually, excited. You're like a kid on Christmas, man. Actually, met his dad um, watching one of the holes. But you know, the wife was really excited to see Rory McIlroy, so she got to see him. So, just a fun day at uh, out at Bay Hill. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, again, shout out Coach Norvelk for coming on and hanging out with us for about half an hour today. Really cool yeah. for him to break away from. Again, it was his call on the time. I told him he could do any time. He said noon today, so. Don't don't yell at we me. We would have done Monday at 5 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, was. Don't yell at me for interrupting the recruiting weekend. That was his call, not mine. Uh, but shout out to you know the sports information folks, Derek, for setting that up. And again, Harlan and Meet for a little assist there. But um, all right, cool. I don't have anything else. I'm gonna predict this week. Oh no, that's not true. We got a pop-up coming up this week. Sorry, Richie. I gotta tell you, I'll tell you about it later. But oh, we do have a pop-up coming up this week. I'm gonna work Richie to death in the offseason here. Um, Lindsay's going to hate me. Kara already does. We'll be back later this week, probably <laughs> Thursday, almost certainly Thursday. Um, hopefully to talk about not only who, who we will chat with, but an FSU went over Q's and Duke, uh, Duke's game. The Duke game would be earlier that morning. 
But if you don't see us on Thursday, we'll see you back here next Sunday. Same time, same place. Until next time, go Noles.